0: Movie lovers, I'm welcome to the show for today's podcast episode. I have my good friend Charlie. Hello, and today we are actually doing TV shows that change the world part two. Charlie was gonna go on ahead and join me for part one, but with certain circumstances with his internet and everything, we weren't able to do this, so we made a part two because we had such a good time doing it the first time. And, of course, we just have so much more to actually say about this topic and everything when we look at TV shows. For instance, with The Sopranos and things like that, I'm just doing a little small recap in case you guys didn't get a chance to see it. The Sopranos was one of the very first HBO series and also two included with Sex and the City. Sex and the City was also another one of those shows that actually changed the way that we look at television because of the fact that you have this New York kind of atmosphere falling around these women And, of course, it's centered around Sarah Jessica Parker as well. But for TV, we haven't seen New York the way that it's viewed on the HBO. We've seen New York before, like New NYPD Blue in the 90s, stuff like that. But a cinematic view of what New York is on a TV show atmosphere, telling through the lenses of HBO, was just something that was different, something that was fresh in their prime when you look at TV shows. Another thing, too, is Oz – under the wire six feet under those were also the oldies of the hbo those were the ogs of hbo atmosphere of what it looked like on a cinematic scale when you look at tv and the way that we view it on a cinematic type of screen because we're used to seeing that kind of cinematic story being told on a big screen uh on a big screen at the movie theaters but we're not used to seeing it in on a smaller screen but HBO knows what they're doing. They knew what they were getting into. Well, they didn't actually know what they were getting into when they did the Sopranos, and it did, and also too with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's show Sex and the City, they didn't realize how big it was actually going to be until they actually blew up on those shows. And then next thing you know, it, it they started skyrocketing with all the original content with HBO. HBO is just a juggernaut when you look at what we have today. We have Game of Thrones, like we mentioned before. We have True Blood. We have all kinds of shows that shaped and molded this. Even Deadwood is also an oldie as well. If you're looking for a Western type of atmosphere and stuff like that, Deadwood is also another one that was part of the oldies of that OG atmosphere that I mentioned with The Sopranos, Sex and the City, Six Feet Under, Oz, stuff like that. So what do you think, though, man? I mean, I know that you're used to a cinematic universe looking on the big screen, but when you look at it from a smaller screen scale, what do you think about that?
1: Oh, absolutely! HBO definitely changed the game for TV. I mean, The Sopranos was the the one that was the first big show um, to actually want get people to get subscribers. They're the ones that like we need we need subscribers, and The Sopranos did that. The Sopranos made you interested. I mean, they actually came up with a show that at I think we, you're, you're, I and mean, then like you mentioned, True Blood. True Blood's got that cult following and stuff, so that one, that one kind of helped HBO. And of course, Game of Thrones. I mean, we don't talk about the last season, but I mean, and, but it definitely changed the game in terms of getting people to hop on to actually want to watch something. Viewers, I mean, but HBO was the OGs when it comes to that. To Oz, Six Feet Under, um, uh, Deadwood. Which has the uh, the immortal Ian uh, Ian McShane? I mean, that guy never ate. Like that guy's like always in it, and he always plays the same type of character. I mean, but yeah, they 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 changed the game when uh, definitely for TV.
0: Most definitely. It definitely changed it and molded into what HBO is today. And also, too, this is what made us watch every single Sunday. We would get Chinese food. Mm -hmm. This is what Alec Baldwin said on the Sopranos uh, podcast, Talking Sopranos podcast, was this. Every Sunday, they had a ritual. They would watch the uh, hit HBO show, The Sopranos, and order Chinese food. Every single Sunday, sitting right in front of the TV set, watching their favorite shows. And everything You even have, for crying out loud, even like I mentioned before with Sex in the City, you actually had girls, women, females, gathered around after The Sopranos or before The Sopranos. I couldn't remember which one aired first,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: that, that was their ritual. They would go on ahead, order whatever they want to, get some wine, watch Sarah Jessica Parker and the girls have their girl, uh, girls night out or whatever night that they're doing or whatever conversations that they're having.
2: Mm-hmm. And also
0: became something that was actually relatable to women as well during that time, which is something they also did. They also respected women as far as TV goes with the HBO yes. stuff because yes. they knew exactly what they were doing.
1: Um, then HBO also had that show Girls, too. Um, so that was the like with Lena Dunham and all that stuff. So, I mean, but yeah, HBO like, is one of those few networks, like premium cable networks that actually produce content. They actually might want you. Definitely want to get, need to get involved with it. I mean, right now there's their mayor of Eastwood or whatever mm-hmm. with uh, I think it's Miami Watts. Like, yeah, it's Miami yeah.
0: Watts, I believe.
1: Yeah. Um. So you have that show now, and that's got people trending. So. Yep. Even a night of, and
0: then vinyl now, and everything. Yeah. too. They had a couple of limited shows, and then they also had the Stephen King show as well for uh for their thing for The Outsider. But yeah. another thing, though, too, is back whenever cable was a big thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I remember this like yesterday. It was like, you know, the biggest thing was for teenagers, do you have cable? No. Then what are you doing? You need cable. And yeah. they would actually we would actually try and find something that we can gravitate towards to actually have cable. HBO was actually in the market to try and get subscribers. They were the very first big company to say, hey, look, we have this idea for a show. Let's give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah. Because at that time, they were just streaming movies, basically, Mm -hmm. back in the days, where they would just stream it onto a TV screen, and that was it. Yeah. They went from that to what they have now.
1: I mean, the other show I got to mention that's actually picked up, that's actually, I'm enjoying it now, Westworld. Westworld. It like I said, it started out a little slow for me. Um, but that like I the third season, that one that just aired, I think, last year. Oh my god, that show is awesome. Like, I mean, if you guys are looking for some of binge, there's already three seasons out. Um, it's the first party is kind of the western y part, and then then it's, it's definitely termed in different genres, but it's written by I think one of Nolan's brothers. Um but Westworld. Like I said, the more like 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 after season, watching season three, I'm like I kind of want to go back and watch the other seasons again just to get a better picture. It's very convoluted, so it's very complex. To mention like talk about what's going on in it in like the first two seasons, but the more you watch it, the more you're able to understand. It's definitely got that no one esque like convoluted stuff. Westworld is another great show by HBO. Um, like I said, I just had to throw that one out there because I just I'm a huge fan of that show.
0: Right. that To be honest with you, I never got a chance to watch it all the way through. Mm-hmm. I saw maybe maybe three episodes. I wasn't quite getting it or understanding it. It's just mm-hmm. one of those shows that you have to pay pay very close attention to. Oh, yeah. So I think that I'm going to go back and try and revisit that one soon. Okay. But the show that actually stands out to me for right now is True Blood. Like you said, it had a huge following. This is also yeah. during the vampire craze back in oh, 08.
1: Yeah.
0: And everything too. This is also too a year after, uh, of course, Twilight. But this is more of your manly vampires. This is more of vampires being known to the public for the very first time. It's based off of Charlene Harris's books, and I have read those books though too. That's our there's they're actually pretty decent books. But this is more of your manly vampires and are more horrifying vampires compared to Twilight and everything too. True Blood was just one of those shows that was totally different, totally. Uh, original as well and also too uh, don't learn not even going to cover like tw- the season the other seasons and everything else once uh, the showrunner the creator of the show left it started tanking but everything before that was just excellent spot-on acting you have Lafayette in there who's actually a gay cook and he was also black. And there's also a lot of racial issues going on within that universe, though, too. They covered it all in that universe and everything, too. Because now you actually have racist people against vampires that don't yeah. like vampires. You have other type of dealings within this universe that you never would have actually thought. You have fairies. You have shifters, You have different types of mystical beings that you never would have thought would be into one universe. So mm-hmm. this movie is – this TV series is very diverse, something that is very smart and ahead of its time during 2008. But it was during the vampire craze and everything else. If it wasn't for True Blood, we wouldn't have, uh, of course, Vampire Diaries. Eh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Stuff like that. The, CD, the CW Network picked that up and everything. I had people yeah. say, oh, you need to try out uh, Vampire Diaries. I'm like, no, no, thank you. I want my rated X TV show, True Blood. That's the one. That I want, I don't
1: want vampire divers, but you want the vampire right sex. <laughs> pretty much you want you want you want you want vampire sex because I mean, that's all because <laughs> a lot of the HBO shows there's got to be sex in shows, and that that, that's, that seems to be the trend because it's pre network, you know what? We can do whatever we want, we can do whatever you want, yeah. So, um, but well, since you mentioned CW, one show from the CW, um, that I liked that was not vampires and was not the Flash. Nikita, Nikita mm. on uh, on CW. I have the DVD. I once I saw the trailer for this show, I was like, um, I was hooked. Like I, was the first trailer, and Maggie Q was fantastic as Nikita. This show is awesome. Um, let me get to my DVD for it. If you guys have not seen this show, I know it was on Netflix for a while. I think they took it off, but okay, it's it's not here. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's uh, it stars uh, Maggie Q. She um she plays Nikita. So it's, this is not this is like because you had the left Nikita show that was on, early in the '90s and stuff. I think this takes place after this kind of ends in a little bit. So essentially, Nikita she gets out of the group called Division, and and so she's trying to and then am um, so she's she's starting a war on Division because they killed her uh, killed her fiance. Um so she's starting a war. And she's got, and then so she has a partner on the inside, but, um, and also it's got Shane West in it. The guy from, uh, a lot to remember. And if you guys are wondering why I keep mentioning Nikita division, now you know why, um, the action sequences in this show. Awesome. So good. Um, um, her partner, um, her her partner Alex is played by um, Lindsay Foncett, like I can't pronounce her last name, but she was briefly in the Kick-Ass movies. Um, um she, she hasn't been in much. However, she uh, she plays um, she's great as the partner in this. Um, but again, the fight sequences are awesome. Action's great. I mean, there's all so many. I think uh, Xander Exa- uh, Berkeley, he's playing. He plays Percy. Um, I think I believe they did four seasons. Yeah like the fourth season was kind of a minor one, but if you want, um, um, I can find out real quick. See, um, if you want a good action show, um, I think one on one of the episodes in season one, Nikita's taken out the entire trainees. Like she's, she's like, she's like, she, she's, she's trapped in division and she's, she, she beats up every single recruit, like not nonchalant. Just like just has her way with them. And it's, it's actually really funny. Um, let me see. Um, watch. So it definitely was on Netflix for a while.
0: Yeah, I remember it being on Netflix, to be honest. I mean, I
1: think it, if it ever gets back on Netflix, watch it. The action sequences are just awesome in it. Like, Maggie Q, fantastic as Nikita. Um, this was, like, one of my favorite shows on CW. And I think I got my sister hooked on the show, too, but... The, there's like every episode has great action sequences. There's a lot of shootouts, fight sequences, um, just explosions. Like it's it's a great. It was a great show on CW before they went before they kind of went off the rails a little bit. Like I mean, Arrow was great. Then it kind of went off. Flash was great until Iris says, "We are the like you're not the Flash. We are the Flash." Done. Me like, too.
2: Yeah. that's whenever
0: I closed out to if you don't remember <laughs> I actually closed out at the same time
1: um, yeah. Um, yeah anyway or, yeah or it's probably on that CWC that I think it's like a, it's a
2: okay.
1: um, but okay. if you guys haven't seen that show check it out it's a great show um but moving on what you want uh, what else what do you want to talk about John
0: okay so there's actually another gangster show that came on HBO as well. And if it wasn't for The Sopranos, and if it wasn't for Steve Buscemi directing a couple of episodes of The Sopranos
1: mm-hmm.
0: and everything, as well as acting in Sopranos Season 5, playing Tony's cousin, Tony B, uh, I don't think Steve Buscemi would have gotten into this gangster role as for, for Nucky Thompson, who is on Boardwalk Empire, a character on Boardwalk Empire that uh, Steve Buscemi plays. And this show takes place in during German Prohibition. And everything during the time of the alcohol and stuff like that is being illegal to run. He actually owns bootlegging um, fronts and stuff like that. He's also running for governor, I believe. Mm -hmm. He's very corrupt. And also, too, this is actually... I went through the timeline. If you're a huge history buff, I recommend you guys check this out. Because I actually did the timeline for Nucky and everything. Even though he's a fictional character on the show it's all connected very well with the history mm. during in Atlantic city and all that stuff. And it's connected out really well. It made me speculate on, on the outcome of Nucky and everything. I went through the whole entire prohibition stuff, but if you're into gangster shows, boardwalk empire is going to be your show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And not to mention this was on HBO as well during this time too. But it was also one of the shows that aired a couple of years after The Sopranos, after everybody kind of faded away from the whole entire gangster element a little bit. Whenever you looked at gangster TV shows, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, I don't know where where Boardwalk Empire comes on, and that show was just so good at the storytelling, the story, and not only that, but the set pieces were very good, very theatrical. Like this show, I cannot praise it enough. Don't get me wrong. Every season has a rough season and stuff like that. Even during the season finale, but it also has Al Capone in it. It also has a very young Al Capone character in it, played by Stephen Green. Stephen Green does an awesome job at playing a gangster. He's also played on The Irishman as well. And this, go ahead, check out Boardwalk Empire. I think you guys will love that show just as much as, as I do.
1: Nice. Um Another show that's um, not on HBO. I think it was on Cinemax for a while. Um, this is a show that I got hooked on. I think I got it, like, not on Cinemax. It was, like, some other network had a free preview of it. I watched the first year. All right, this is another show. I, I don't think you can find streaming. It's called Strike Back. Um, i never heard of that one. Oh, man, this show is awesome. So it's there's various seasons of it. Like, the, the season I picked up on, I think they had a show called Chris Ryan Strike Back, which had... Um, um, one of the guys from The Hobbit, I think, um, they're going to play uh, Odin, Th- like, Shane um, yeah. um, I can't remember his name, um, but anyway, he was the main guy in it, and I think Andrew Lincoln was the, uh, he was, I think this was a British, it was like a, it's like a British TV, so I think it was like on Sky TV and stuff. Or BBC, or... I mean, I think it was Sky. It wasn't BBC because this is definitely like full on no BBC. Like this is great. This is okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, the show I when I picked it up, I think this one was caught up. Um, pro- like oh, I can look it up. So anyway, the show I picked up. So it was two episodes. Um, it's the show stars um Sullivan Stapleton. He played in the second 300 movie. He was the main leader that I think Thermopylae. I believe that was who he played, and he he's been in a lot of stuff. And he was recently on that sh- NBC show, Blind Spot. Um, great show, horrible ending. Um, but anyway, and then Philip Winchester is the other guy in it, and these two guys like you, they great chemistry. Like the two of them are like constantly bun heads with each other. Like like they're they're ripping on each other in the middle of a gunfight. Um, like they're saying "fuck you" to each other, flipping each other off. This show is essentially it's um it is it's a spy action adventure spy drama series. It's based off a novel. Um, it's based on former uh, special uh, air service uh, Chris Ryan. Um, so the first show was called um, I believe it was called Project Dawn, and that's when I picked it up on it. Yeah, so Project Dawn. So essentially um. Bill Winchester plays uh, uh Michael Stonebridge. He's a it's, a it's essentially British intelligence, like Section Twenty. Um, and they're they're they and one they have to find one their own. But it turns out so each season has got one baddie, one bad person, and the whole buildup is to build up to the confrontation with that guy. And the action sequences in this show, like when I said Nikita was great. 10 times better like this is like you have shootouts like crazy there's not much hand-to-hand combat it's more shootout because again this is british military intelligence um the action is great it's definitely like it's like it's it's just awesome like the bromance between the two guys like you instantly love the bromance between these two guys um you can if you have cinemax you might go to binge all of them like I, I, like I said, after, um, I think they did four seasons with these two guys, and then, yeah, it was one, two, three, four, yeah, I think it was about, it was about four, yeah, three or four, Um, once they left, then it kind of, then the show didn't get great, Um, but Strike Back is definitely, it's violent, great action, and pretty much the Sullivan Stapleton character, he's getting laid every single time I see him. <laughs> like almost every single time. I'm, um like I said, this is the one I watched like two episodes and then I was like I was sold on, on the show. So I I, I was I, I bought every season of it of, of the, with these two guys. I mean you just, you you love those guys so much that you want them to be able to kick kick ass. And flip each other off in the middle of a gunfight. Like, I mean, they're just riffing on each other. But they got this chemistry bromance. Very, like, bad boy style. Like, I think in this season, has this epic action sequence where these two guys, uh, uh, Scott and Stonebridge, they're getting attacked by an entire army. And they're taking out the army. Like, it's... Like, it is awesome. Like, so... If you guys have Showtime, or you can find it on on demand, or whatever, find the show and check it out. Or if you like the two first two episodes, buy it. Like I'm pretty sure you can buy this online somewhere. Um, I highly, highly recommend this show. Like I mean, I was I've not been a such a like a binge show. Like I haven't not been this fan of a show in a long time. This show is awesome. If you love military action kind of shows. This is it. We just like two guys like, you know, like being badasses. And um, and it has, it has a lot of great people showed up in it. Um, Michelle Yeoh showed up in this. Um, Charles Dance showed up in this. Uh, Durgary Scott, Rona Mitcha. Um, not to confuse the one with the one that was in the uh, pitch black. This is a different one. I think she was in the movie Doomsday. Um. She was also a, a shooter a Mark Wahlberg show a um, movie was great show sucked I know I watched the show it's not great <laughs> um but um anyway if you got time find a way to watch strike back um I didn't watch the injury Lincoln one um I watched this one because it picks up right and that one leaves off but great action show if you want something that's it, it's, it's 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 Cinemax. so yeah <laughs> Um, my friend Tim would probably recommend Banshee. I've seen that show as well. And I heard I think all those episodes are on HBO Max as well.
0: Okay. So let's see here. The next thing I want to talk about is a couple of things on – well, first, I'm not going to go with Netflix yet. Uh, I want to go with BBC for a minute. Okay. And it's Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, show of Sherlock. Oh, okay. For Sherlock Holmes. And here's the thing. I've never been big into Sherlock Holmes or anything like that. I think it's just because of the fact that it's – I don't know. I, it's just something about Sherlock Holmes, like the old style of the way that it's being told is just something that isn't for me. But the way they do it with the BBC show and make it more modernized with it, it just works for me. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes is great. And then, of course, you know, you also have – Uh, The guy who plays on The Hobbit as well in that show, too, Um, who also plays John Watson.
1: Martin Freeman, I think. Yeah, Martin
0: Freeman. Thank you. And, you know, those two together, the way they collaborate and stuff is just fantastic. The chemistry with them is just awesome. I love Sherlock Holmes and everything, especially too. like I said, it's more modernized. You have cell phones. You have stuff like that. But I love the quickness when it comes to Benedict Cumberbatch, the way he's analyzing stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love RDJ and what he did with the character. But the quick comebacks, the quickness of the way that he actually is able to bring someone down to a different level when he's insulting them, it's just funny. It's fantastic. It reminds me of Doctor Strange insulting uh, someone in the operating room in Doctor Strange Part 1 with their music taste. Mm-hmm. and everything it is one of those shows that is just fantastic and also too there's even my the one of the episodes that stands out to me is when benedict cumberbatch is actually um trying to quit smoking
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he's and get this i was actually i want get this i actually knew someone him and, we were watching this show and get this his the person's mother was actually trying to quit smoking too on the same day that we were watching that episode wow yeah, so we were watching the same things that uh that Sherlock was going through with trying to quit smoking, and, we're, and we called uh, uh the person's mother. Okay, Sherlock, stop and just calm down. Take a deep breath. Just, <laughs> but this show is good. It's original. Not only that, but if you're looking for a more a uh, modernized version of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, this is actually the perfect show for you to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. If You're looking for a more modernized type of version of Sherlock Holmes and like I said, with Morton uh, Freeman and everything being in it as John Watson he just sold, sells it for me as John Watson especially whenever yeah. uh, him and Sherlock Sherlock go on this whole entire adventure together and stuff like that and smack talking with one another it's just great. So if you're yeah. looking for it, go on and check that out. And a matter of fact, it's on Netflix that you can actually binge that.
1: Oh, nice.
0: But the funny thing is, you know how our shows are maybe like an hour long? Yeah. Their shows are a lot longer than an <laughs> hour. Oh, I'm,
1: and I'm,
0: Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. I thought I was watching a show, not a movie. Mm-hmm. This, this thing clocks in maybe close to maybe almost two hours, which gives mm. you about three episodes a season, I believe. So wow. it's actually a pretty good show. Nice. So, what do you have?
1: Um, so, I kind of want to get into NBC a little bit because I think okay. NBC had a lot of great stuff. So, first, um, I'm going to mention my favorite show of all time, Chuck. Um, Chuck was a show that I binged. What um, the other reason why it changed TV is after season two, they were on the brink of getting canceled. Then they got Subway involved. They had a Subway campaign because there was like a lot of people eat Subways in, in the show they had a campaign and they people were like, like this has got a, a cult following. So, um, um, I remember watching the, uh, the, uh, yeah, I think they, I think they had a lot of product placements. Um, just let me read up on it. So I think it was a, sh- it was a campaign called save Chuck. So this was the 2009 campaign to save Chuck from cancellation in season two for third season. Um, so this was um, in the campaign. So fansite chuck.tv.net launched the first e- fan effort, the watch buy share campaign on, on eighteenth, eighteenth. a letter writing campaign that, um, so there's a, and then they had a big thing of Subway. So, so they, they raised a ton of money um, for it. So I think one fan was inspired by product placement, the second season, the camp, to work to purchase footlong sub sandwiches from Subway on the air day of the season finale. Um, they say the movement gained support from Mary's cast and crew members with Zach Levi seen leading hundreds of fans to a Subway restaurant in Birmingham, England. Members of the show's cast participated in a special Rally Cry episode of Chuck versus the Podcast just before the finale. So there was this campaign with Subway. This changed it, and the show got renewed, and it ended up getting season three, four, and five. So the the, the fans' reaction to the show, and I like I was one of them, I love the show. The show is great, and it even brought like I thought it was the perfect casting for Chuck's mom, one of the greatest badass uh, female characters, Sarah Connor. Lyndon Hamilton was Chuck's mom in the show. Like I mean, and she showed up in like I believe season four. I mean, this show had so many guest stars from Chevy Chase. Yeah, um, Dolph Lundgren was on the show. Like. Bo, uh, Bo Derek, a bunch of other people have guest starred on this show. This show is a great. It, it's it's great. Got a lot of comedy. It's very you lo- like like you feel for Chuck every single time. Like he's great in it. Um, Sarah Walker, the actress Ivana Stradimaski. I can't pronounce her last name. Sorry. Um, she's great as Sarah. You got you one the uh, Adam Baldwin. He always plays the tough brute, like very little words kind of a guy. He was great in this. I mean, this show is great. Like, it's a great. Um, if you want it, great action sequences, it's got it. It's got comedy. It's got heart. Um, I hated how they ended this show. This is another one. And I'm really hoping that they do like kind of what they're doing with Dexter, a revival in a sense, to fix that ending. But the great, the show is just great. Um, I wanted to mention that because it, it, the the subway campaign, um. Another NBC show, of course, Law and Order. I mean, Law and Order really changed the game for NBC. I mean, look how many spinoffs we're getting because of Law and Order. (laughs) Um, yeah, we're getting so we got so many spinoffs with it. I mean, you have Law and Order, SVU. You have the spinoff with Christopher Meloni's character, and then I think this is the one that kind of brought the Chicago PD, like Chicago. Themes, fame theme for whatever I think is a law and order. Um, I haven't seen the show. I don't want to, but I gotta respect it for doing for being on this long and and to change how people watch crime shows. Mm.
0: Okay, so let's see here. I'm gonna stray away from dramas a little bit.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I want to go into sitcoms a little bit
1: right now. Okay. Um, uh, I do have just one for, for one. me. Okay, I'll, I'll mention one more drama once we get done. Your um, your your No, 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 go on ahead.
0: Mention your drama real right.
1: quick. Okay, well, I know they had The West Wing, and that changed the the, the camera angles about how they shoot something about one continuous shot. I, well, I want to mess with, but I think the biggest one for me, and I remember, I this show was great. ER, ER on NBC. That that was a big. That was before your Grey's Anatomy. All right. Don't you say, "Hey, Grey's Anatomy was first. No, ER was first, and ER changed it. And that, so if it wasn't for ER or CBS or Chicago Hope, we wouldn't begin Grey's Anatomy. And yeah, um, ER just for I've seen a lot of the shows, and I like a lot of, and then just I gotta respect it for Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton knows how to write some stuff. I think he wrote. He he was an executive producer for ER this show, like, this, how they filmed it is incredible, like, and then I think I I watched the one about the retrospect right before they finished it, about their enemy and the cast mates and all that stuff about it, about talking about, they had to learn all this terminology of all the, all these, like, medical terminologies that they had to name and recite and do it live, and like, I mean, it's just incredible, like, uh, I mean, any this show had it kind of started people's careers. I think this started helped George Clooney. This definitely helped George Clooney. I mean, George Clooney, when you see him, he's so young when he did this show, George Clooney was great in the show. You had no Wiley. Um, I know you had a uh, Juliana Marguerite. Um, I can't pronounce her name from the good wife. Um, you had, um, Eric LaSalle, You've had like, like the Maria Bella was on this. Lena Cardellini, um, um, John Stamos was on this show. Like, I mean, I can go on, but this is, this was a part of the Monday, like the must see TV lineup on NBC. And they, they had a hit with that. You had that, you had friends. I think Fraser was on that and you had Seinfeld. I think in that yeah. this Jeff we ER, are. And then again, the sequence is when they, uh, when all the, on the ambulances show up and they have the continued shots of it. I mean, I'm a sucker for some good camera angles. And that those shot those continuous shots. I've always been a fan of doing something in one continuous shot and the continuous flow um, flawless movement. I mean, this show definitely did it. And it like I gotta give credit for 15 seasons. That's fifteen seasons is how long ER went on. And yeah. I got to give a shout out. Cause I remember watching this show. I mean, I didn't see all the episodes, but I'm very familiar with Anthony Edwards was on the show and he was great. In it as is Dr. Green. Like, I mean, there's, there's just so much, like there's so much. I got to give praise to this show. If you have not seen the show, I think it's on, it might be on Hulu. I would try to watch some of the shows, like watch some of the episodes. It's definitely some of the, the content is kind of brutal because some of the injuries these people are suffering are pretty brutal but just the, you just care for the doctors and then like, and they're, they're going for problems too. Like somebody, there's a gunman involved. I mean, there's anything you can think of has been happening on this show. Like, I mean, but yeah, I just had to give a credit shout out to ER. Cause I remember this definitely changed it in terms of the camera angles of how the continuous shots and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, ER, it was a fantastic show. Um, all
0: right. yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember ER back whenever it first aired. I didn't watch any episodes, but I do remember the Gunman one, which, you know, if it wasn't for ER, Dre's Anatomy wouldn't have been around. The Good Doctor wouldn't be around. Yeah, no. None of these doctor uh, atmospheric type of shows would not have been around. If no. It wasn't for ER. And it's also very impressive that it lasted 15 seasons because today, if you think about it, it's very rare that you see a TV show, a new TV show being taken on for more than one season because look we see tv series get canceled like crazy where oh, yeah. they barely even make it to the first or second season they matter of fact during mid-season break they probably wind up canceling a se- the season before it even gets started for the second half and then yeah, you're wondering it, what what the hell happened so Igar, yeah. kudos to them that's very impressive
1: um, uh so it's um some more facts sorry i didn't mean to cut you off um this show, as of 2014, has grossed over three billion dollars in television revenue for and ER. That's it is massive. The, yeah, it is the second longest running primetime medical drama in American TV history, behind Grey's Anatomy. Boo. Um, <laughs> sorry, I got. I, I'm ER all the way. Um, but and then so it, it won 23 primetime Emmy awards, including the 1996 Outstanding Drama Series award. Twenty 124 Emmy nominations. It won 116 awards in total, including the Peabody Award. While the cast earned four Screen Actors Guild awards for ensemble performance in a drama series. So, yeah, th- this show is no slouch. Like this show is before grace. This this was the epitome of medical procedure dramas. Because right. now you have Chicago PD, Chicago Med. I don't care. Like, sure, I think it was all filmed because again. E, if it wasn't for er we wouldn't begin chicago met because i'm exactly. pretty i believe this this show was actually filmed in chicago um another thing though too if you think about it in a sense
0: we wouldn't have gotten what? that dennis larry drama show if it was for er either
1: oh uh um rescue me on F- yeah F- rescue
0: F- me and those other type of shows though, that surround yeah. the emergency outlet as well.
1: Yeah, when you're looking well, at emergency
0: uh, type yeah. type of shows. Yeah. Um, so, with that being said, right. I, mean, uh,
1: thought, I just have to give some shout outs. No, no, ER. no, 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 it's, it's cool, it's cool. Show.
0: Here's the thing. I want. Uh, we're gonna get back into the drama stuff in a few, uh, but doing some lightheartedness and stuff like that. Um, here's the thing. If it was here. This is what I'm thinking of. It wasn't for Seinfeld, you wouldn't have proved your enthusiasm. Larry David would not have been who he is now, and everything. And Seinfeld, for me, is one of those shows. Either you're gonna get it, or you're not gonna get it. For me, the stand-up stuff at the very beginning with Seinfeld doing his comedy bit, it always connects in with the episode that you're gonna he's actually foreshadowing the episode that's about to be told he's like the alfred hitchcock if you think about it of comedy because he's actually foreshadowing what's about to happen to him and his friends in this episode using the comedy as a as a bit for the intro and i love this show i love kramer kramer was probably one of my favorite um characters in it george's stanza was actually funny though too he has a couple of funny stuff I, you know another funny thing that I remembered off of Seinfeld was when um, George is actually dating a an inmate a prisoner <laughs> and, and everything and of course he's uh, having to look behind his shoulder wondering if she is gonna break out of jail or anything like that. And then there's also the other time when Kramer buys the uh, buys a new showerhead and he winds up buying a buying a showerhead that's for elephants. And it just blows him away out of the shower <laughs> to the point where he can't even stand up in the shower. It just blows him all the way into the back of the corner. There's also, no soup for you, which is also another funny thing whenever they call uh, the, the German. See? Yeah, which is actually funny. I mean, they have a lot of funny moments in this show. Uh, Seinfeld, I cannot give a credit where credit is due. This show lasted a long time, but also too the season finale sucked. Well, mm-hmm. and I, but still, you can't deny that this show was not funny at the at the at this time, and everything. This was just bon on comedy. You tune in just for an hour and a half of just nonsense.
1: Yeah. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I haven't really seen the whole series. My dad was a huge Seinfeld fan of it. Really? Like I said,
0: it's either, you're either you're going to grab it or you're going to see certain episodes and say, you know what? I'll watch a couple of episodes and I'll be good with my Seinfeld stuff. But you know, either you're going to get the comedy or you're not going to get the comedy or the comedy might be a little too dry for some people as well. But yeah. if you're into in Seinfeld or if you're interested in Seinfeld, check it out. I strongly mm-hmm. recommend it.
1: Um, speaking of comedies this one was like i love this show i gotta give a shout out malcolm in the middle i mean malcolm in the middle great comedy show, like sitcom i mean i mean this is probably what happened after how breaking bad fans how like how was in malcolm in the middle before he was on bacon bad um brian cranston this because uh, um yeah th- this is where he started out with malcolm in the Middle and. Um, the show was hysterical. I mean, I remember the very first episode I watched was the Red Dress episode. Um, and if you didn't know, if you haven't seen Malcolm Middle, try to watch some episodes because it's it's hilarious. Um, it, it, just, um, it was when Frankie Muniz was in his prime. Like, he was just starting out and everybody loved him. So anyway, the Red Dress episode, I was like, you're wondering, why Why, why did you tune in the red uh, Malcolm Middle? Well, I was trying to watch the X-Files afterwards, and I'll get in the X-Files next, um, like, in, in a bit. But anyway, I was watching the Red Dress and my dad and I, we loved, we loved the show. It was hilarious. There's so many iconic episodes from Malcolm Middle. Like, this is all from, like, the first couple, like, and the problem with the show is it had great music in it. Hence why, you know, eye's not available on DVD. The only first season is because of the music erased. So, Back in the time the 90s was a, was big in the music. You had this show, and you have another one of my favorite all-time shows, Daria. Daria's music was top-notch. Problem was why it's like you running, why wasn't it released on DVD? Oh, yeah. They didn't get the they did they didn't officially get the rights to play the music in the show. Hence why it takes so long for it to get on DVD because they didn't have that. So, and Daria, when it came out on DVD, and I have it. You can definitely tell a difference because, all right, ninety nine percent of that music is gone. Malcolm in the Middle. There's only one season been released on DVD. No other seasons have been released on DVD. I think it's because the I personally think it's the music, but yep. this show is hysterical. Like like Lois being the over controlling mom. I mean, the show. I mean, if you can get joked on by Family Guy of like of Lois like in the scene of Family Guy, Lois is screaming at the kids, and you see the kids and all that, and you see how Pull out like pull out part of the the Fraser door and smacks Lois in the face with it and she's and she's like knocked out and Hal's like kids we're free we're finally free so but yeah Brian Cranston was hilarious as the husband in the sh- as the dad Hal and Malcolm in the middle I mean and this is before he did Breaking Bad before he won um, awards for Breaking Bad he started out with Malcolm in the Middle and he's hysterical on that um. That was what it was on Fox when Fox was in there, was in their good face,
0: right? So, let's see here. I'm gonna go with a, a couple of other sick, uh, two other sitcoms and everything, too. Uh, one of the sitcoms I'm gonna talk about is the Big Bang Theory. Here's the thing I love the first couple of seasons of the Big Bang Theory, but when you get into the other seasons and stuff like that, the jokes become repetitive to the point where I wasn't laughing anymore. And it also got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need to see any more uh, Big Bang Theory. But the reason why I love the Big Bang, Bang Theory so much is because you have these group of guys who are just dorky, geeky, love comic books, love geeky, nerdy stuff. And during before the Big Bang Theory, it was actually frowned upon to be a geek, uh, frowned upon to be a nerd. Frowned upon to even like Magic the Gathering cards, or frowned upon of liking geek culture or anything related to comics, and that's back when you have Urkel, Family Matters, anything that was gravitated towards the whole geeky side of things, as far as sitcom goes, was frowned upon in the during that time because of the fact that it was bad for you to be a nerd. Now is gave everybody a chance to be embraced. And saying it's okay to like nerdy things. It's okay to go ahead and be who you are and, and stuff like that. And that's why I like the Big Bang Theory because it embraces the geek and nerd culture. To be able to welcome people with open arms and be able to laugh for at least 30 minutes with these guys. Who, have, who are very smart but have <laughs> very little common sense and everything too. But at yeah. the same time though, it it has a welcoming to be honest with you. And I like ability to feel wanted and to be a part of these guys. Because yeah. you actually feel like you're friends with them. And that's why I like the Big Bang Theory. Now, I know some people are gonna not going to like the show or anything like that. And that's okay. But for me, it just was one of those things that was like a welcoming into the new world. Into the new way of thinking and the new way of not being bullied for who you are. And embracing the geekiness and silliness of who we are. So that's I mean, just my thoughts.
1: I like the show. I mean, I've, I've been binging like a lot of the later seasons personally when, um, yeah. in the later season, that's when I kind of enjoyed it more. Um, the, the beginning of it, not so much. Um, like I said, I've been like, anytime it's on TBS, I'm, I'm watching it just when they brought Amy Farrah Fowler. Um, that's the, my, uh, my Aunt Biala character. OMG! That was that part was hilarious when they mm-hmm. set up when they set Sheldon up on the they they created a profile for him on a dating website and they, and boom they're coming they, his exact counterpart like I mean the show, like I said I mean like some of those parts I was watching this made me crack up like when um when like when like when Amy's like 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 like, like dreaming of Sheldon as a when he's on this conductor in the trains. And he's like, and, the, and they're playing um, Rock Me Like a Hurricane when he's doing it, when he's pouring water. I'm like, oh, sorry, it's a lot of hot in here. And she's like, I'll get you there in two hours. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like some of this kind of funny. Like, I mean, and, and um, like I said, I, I enjoyed it as the, as the seasons are gone on. Um, like, I mean, and then this is another show where Katie, like, we'll get into Katie Siegel in a bit. But this is another one where she's like, I just got she's got range like she can do mm-hmm. animated comedy and Futurama. She did she did a Disney movie, Smart House. She's done a lot of voice uh, and then, and then of course um and then she's done like, Sons of Anarchy. And we'll get into that in a bit, but but yeah, um big Bang theory was great. She played uh Penny's mom. And and then and Jack McBrayer showed up as uh as Penny's brother that that's gotten to go to uh, he went to jail. Because it's so not Jack <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, it's, a, it's I like the show. I, I, okay. I, I, I'm with you on that. Um, I think that one ended fine. Like I yeah. said, I, I haven't seen the ending, but I know it ended fine. I saw so, the
0: ending, and to be honest with you, I would have to say it's better than the Seinfeld uh, yeah. season finale. Don't uh, get me wrong. Anything's better than the Seinfeld one. But,
1: <laughs> you uh, know. But, but, yeah, I know huh? something worse than the Seinfeld finale.
0: Besides the Sopranos
1: ending, yeah, this is right up there with it. in, in terms of bad. Right. And, and the Dexter ending, so Dexter and Sopranos endings are right up there. They're they're in the top tier for worst endings. I got blind spot in that one, but I got to talk briefly. Mention this: the How I Met Your Mother ending was garbage, absolute garbage. Like it pretty much is like you got our hopes up, and then you Tanya Harding us, and then you ran away, like. <laughs> The ending. The show's a comedy. You made the finale a drama. What the hell? Like, seriously. Um, and the show went on way too long. Nine, eight to nine seasons for How I Met Your Mother. Just no. And then they're doing a spinoff, like a spinoff series. How I Met Your, um, How I Met Your Dad, Hilary Duff on Hulu. And there's there's ties, that might be cast members from the original show might be in this. I'm like. They should have stopped. Like, I mean, it, it, it went off the rail. It, it, the show is funny. Like, I gotta give props. Neil Patrick Harris is the highlight of this show. He is hysterical in How I Met Your Mother. Um, and Wayne Brady's hilarious in it too as his brother. Um, but if you if you if you like think like watching the show, maybe watch the first couple seasons. You don't really need to watch it after that. Then it just went off. Kind of went off the rails. Like it definitely. I mean, um, but I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry, John.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah, pretty much. I've said everything I want to say about the Big Bang Theory as far as things go, as far as the culture goes, and things like that. There is the Comic Con episode, of course, with them dressing up like uh, characters from uh, Star Trek, and then them breaking down on the side of the road while the girls were reading comic books. Oh yeah, (laughs) that was my favorite one. And then there's also the Crib Key. Them oh, yeah. tr- Sheldon trying to do a prank on Kripke and it winds up backfiring on him. And yeah. then Sheldon trying to decide between an Xbox One and a PS4. Oh, he doesn't yeah. know which one to get. And then Bernadette's like, not Bernadette, uh Amy. Amy.
1: Yeah,
0: Amy. It's like pass the butter. Yeah. <laughs> pass the butter.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, I also loved it when uh they got their stuff stolen in World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> um and then um yeah, and then like they get their stuff stolen and Sheldon's like, Can you get our stuff back? No. And then they call Penny. Um, and Penny shows up. I'm like, um, all right, I'm gonna do what we do in Nebraska. And she goes up, is like, oh, good news, you're gonna uh, today's the day you're gonna let a lady find touch her, yeah, finally touch your manly regions. And she kicks Jesus flat out, kicks them straight in the kick the kids straight in the balls. Are you gonna give my stuff my friends their stuff back? Like Penny was so great in this show. Like also she too was, I she wasn't taking a cut- shut anybody. You know what else is funny though?
0: That, that guy who got kicked in the balls by Penny is also a guy who played a part in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, nice. And everything. He was actually one. He came in like later on. Yeah. As But yeah, he was actually one of the uh, people that were trying out to be part of the Sons.
1: Like, I mean. unfortunately. Yeah, another part. Like we can go on and on about big Bang here, and we might have to yeah. do a show. On, we might have to do a show on it. But I, one of the other moments I liked was funny was the, was the Thanksgiving episode when um when Penny like Penny tells the gang, oh yeah, I went to Vegas with Zach once. Yeah, we went to this we went to this church and everything, and all of them like what I'm like you got married and Penny's like, no, I didn't. You <laughs> seriously got married? There was a and he's like, what it looked like? Well, there was a, was there a, a priest there? Yeah. You got married. So this is all during Thanksgiving and Leonard was letting, not letting her end up like, so Zach shows up and Zach's a complete idiot. And like, and he's like, Hey, Hey, don't talk about my wife. Like, it's just, it's this the funny gag <laughs> of them ripping on Penny for getting married in Vegas. <laughs> like, but we, we might have to do a, a separate show on the big bang theory. Cause there's so right, much. Or just
0: on sitcoms itself. I wouldn't mind doing like
1: that. Yeah. Um, but let's,
0: let's go into sons of anarchy.
1: Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I want to mention like we mentioned The Office, it's a great show. Um, at when Steve Carell left, that's when it kind of went off the rails a little bit, but it had a great ending. It fin- it finished strong, it had a great ending. I just want to throw that one out there. Um, but yeah, after Sons of Anarchy, I have some other ones I'll get into, but we can let's go to Sons of Anarchy.
0: Okay, so let's let, let me just say this I remember watching the second season first like just one episode of the second season and it's a one of the bad episodes like i don't mean as in like a terrible episode but the context of that episode of what happens to Gemma
2: oh, in yeah. the second
0: season that's whenever i was introduced into the world of sons of anarchy so guess what our video store was actually doing a uh thing where we can rent seasons of tv shows So I rented the very first season, well, the first four episodes of Sons of Anarchy, but I'm like, I don't have enough time in a day to watch a full-on season like this for four seasons and then having to go and rent another set of episodes. So I went on ahead. I returned it. Didn't even watch the first season. Returned it back over to the movie gallery. I went to Walmart, bought the first season, sat there and binged it and loved it and then started right where the second season was and it's just fantastic and it starts off very light at first and then it gets dark and also too this is also a modern day macbeth kind of show too that's kurt stutter actually wrote about too so um that's what he based off everything off of but going ahead i want i want you to go on ahead and break it down on what you liked about it
1: I mean I haven't seen all the episodes. Like I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen all of season 1. I've seen a good uh, um, I've seen a good chunk of season 2. Like I remember Gemma getting um if anybody know Katie Siegel plays uh, Gemma. Just want to context um she's great in the show. Like she's a badass. I'm going to say a bitch. Like seriously, she takes no shit from anybody. And it just shows the range that Katie segal has got from, everybody's known her as the redhead from Married with Children. She's got that. She's done Disney. She's, like, she's done a Disney movie. She's done animation countless times with the Futurama, and forever how long that show went. Sons of Anarchy is what really, like, showed out her dark side, and and if anyone didn't know, she's actually married to Kurt Sutter. I think that marriage is still going on. Yeah. not 100% sure. I'm not following gossip, but <laughs> she... Is a she's just bad in a good way, like she's like she, like she doesn't take shit from anybody. Um, and she sure. and then, yeah, want me to give an example of that? Sure, go sure. ahead. Okay,
0: for instance, she thinks that something happened between Clay and this other girl when nothing actually did happen with her. She was actually interested in another group of the sons, and she thought this little huzzy went on ahead. And was sleeping with late. but it turned out that she was trying to sleep with Half Sack. So what winds up uh, happening yeah. is, yep, the skateboard. <laughs> she <laughs> she takes the skateboard that this person's riding on, and then smashes this this girl's face in with the skateboard as she's walking into the hospital to visit someone. And I she is um, yeah. a motorcycle, like, my MC motorcycle club. Yes. Uh, captain or leader of that motorcycle club really great as
1: a wife um but no she's great like i mean like i've seen like so season two i've seen bits and pieces of that i haven't really got i think i haven't finished i haven't finished the show but i know what happens in it but i was gonna say ron perlman like i said i when i first heard of the show i was like oh it's the sopranos and bikes like i exactly
0: that's, that's how i saw it as
1: yeah and it, it, it's great. I mean, you just like Charlie, Chun- uh, Charlie Hunnam. This is his first big role. Cause I don't think he was in anything prior to this. He is fantastic as Jax Teller. Like, I mean, he is like, he's the guy that you're, you're, you're all along with the ride with for his mm-hmm. buddies to the MC to doing that dealing with clay, which is played by Ron Perlman. Go figure. Um, Ron Perl- He's great in the show too. Um, but the whacking in this show, like that when they when they take out, like I mean, you 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 can't call a show Sopranos about bikes, about them killing people and doing it. And like, like I remember the one where he, um, where this former guy, um, um, the former, I think a former MC, and he didn't get the they, every single one of them's got tattoos on their back. Um, this guy is out of the MC and he refused to get it, so they tortured him. No, they, he, they, Let me
0: correct that. He refuses to remove it because oh. of the fact he was actually the getaway driver, and instead of them sticking around, him sticking around, I believe he winds up leaving them, and therefore he's also rejected out of the MC. They want, and it's actually during a kids picnic time a picnic though too for yeah. a fundraiser that the sons are actually putting together, and. Yep. They all put, they, they put them in this thing and everything, too. And then they go over to, get this, the MC actually has their own auto mechanic place, though, too, that they run. Yeah. So they're acting like they're all buddy buddies and everything. And then from there, I'll let you go on in and talk about the torturing.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, this guy, he's going to wish he got it removed. Because mm-hmm. what he did to him, yeah, this is like, man, I think Tony Soprano, like, He'd walk away. He'd instantly walk away after what they do to these guys. Like they burn his back. They literally torch it to remove the tattoo. Like, if you think tattoo removals hurt, you probably do. I don't know. I don't have a tattoo that I'm have no intentions to. But yeah, they hurt. <laughs> but I don't think they're gonna hurt as much as this guy's back did when they burnt it to a crisp. He got Ed Sheeran from Game of Thrones. Burnt to a crisp. But anyway, um, but yeah, the whacking's that. Like, I mean, and since we're talking about Sons and Anarchy, I want to mention that um, the guy that plays the sheriff, kind of the corrupt sheriff, like whatever, who has he, cancer and smokes weed. You no, know, not that. Not the old guy. The young guy.
0: The young guy is actually a young Captain America who is trying to think, look, watch out for the town at first, at the very beginning, trying to shut down the sons. Basically, in his eyes, he's actually doing something moral. But go on ahead.
1: If you everybody that that, that the show and like you're gonna have an epiphany into this, that guy's name is Taylor Sheridan. You're wondering who's Taylor Sheridan? Oh yeah, he's the guy that's wrote. He wrote Sicario. He he's re- he's written a bunch of Sicario. He wrote uh, Hell or High Water, Sicario Two, like Day a Day of the Salado. He's Those directed. Who Those who wish me dead. He direct, He just directed that. He wrote Without Remorse, which. Come to think of it, that was not a great movie. Just after second thought of it, it's not that great. But anyway, he wrote that. He wrote, um, and then he and then Wind River. So he was an actor, and he realized acting's not working out for him. I want to go to writing and directing. And the script he wrote for Sicario, like, if you have not seen Sicario with Emily Blunt and Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin, watch it. Cause that that was one of Dennis like the first Dennis Villanueva movie I watched since now he's doing Doom. and like I mean that guy is a bit, like th- there's a sequence it was a raid sequence it was all filmed with night vision goggles that is the most awesome sequence I've seen like filmed in terms of camera angles and or the screenshots or whatever that anyway Taylor Sheridan plays the young sheriff in this movie the corrupt one the one that that the one that ends sleeping with the FBI atf chick um i didn't see i I didn't see most of the seasons that but i know she gets whacked in the in the -hmm. satisfying way possible let me yeah she gets whacked
0: but i'm not going to go into spoiler territory because i do want us to at least try and review the sons of anarchy seasons
1: absolutely
0: but it was so satisfying seeing her whacked In the way that she got whacked. But that's all I'm going to say. But as far as the perfect season goes. As far as the perfect show goes. And I have to agree with Kurt Sutter on this. Once you get past five seasons. It becomes repetitive. So, you know. Originally he was just going to do five seasons. The next thing you know it. There was seven seasons. Of Sons of Anarchy. Because we've just been wanting more. And so with that being said. And everything sons of anarchy is the perfect perfect in my own honest opinion and a subjective as well it is the perfect tv show that ended on a good note well not on a good note but it ended on a, a closure and ended on one of those things where you don't have to wonder what's going to happen to these characters mm-hmm. or anything like that or and stuff like that but it, it closed out the series really good and everything. Even the shield was a good way of actually how they ended that show too, which is also another one that Kurt Sutter did.
1: And it was also FX. So again, yep. the show we're talking about now is FX. So FX had yep. a lot of great hits. Um, but the one thing I didn't like, I think I watched like one of the, the last season, I watched a couple episodes when I was in college of the last season, because I know this was the last season. This is how it's going out. They, uh, on one of the uh, torture sequences, our Jax was trying to torture a guy Um to get information of who killed his wife, um but they that whole song was a dark rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and, and it's like and like just the show a dark show like this remix sh- songs. I mean, and they did it perfectly with that. With, with that, yep. I mean, like I said, I can't wait to go like, go fully in depth in the sun's of Anarchy because I've right. I, have, I haven't seen all of the show. I've seen all of season one, a good chunk of season two. But I know the the I know what typically what's happening in it. Um, didn't Christopher's wife from *Sopranos*? Wasn't she also in this show? Yeah, well?
0: yeah. Uh, Adri, the actress who played Adriana was in this and everything. As a matter of fact, there was like inside jokes saying Adriana what did get whacked after all? She was actually in witness protection, hiding from <laughs> Tony, so she actually joined up with the MC yes. to get away from that. And then and, the and,
1: end- yeah, and she, and she and then she got she she got out of the. She wanted as protection, and then she got drugged up. So I mean, right. I mean but I gotta say, the girl on *The Sopranos*, her death was the best whacking in *The Sopranos*. Like this, this the whole setup. where like, oh hey, Christopher's her. We need to go to the hospital. They weren't going to the hospital, they are going to the woods. And I think she kicked one of them in the balls or whatever. Yeah, Silvio was the one who did the whacking Yeah, on that and she's like, no, no, no. And you just hear the gunshot go off. And that was the most satisfying whacking of that show. Fun
0: fact. Silvio Dante's character was made up. It was never actually in the yeah. script. Little uh, little thing. A matter of fact, uh, he actually plays uh, in the Bruce Springsteen and the East, Side, East Street Band. Mm-hmm the guy who plays Silvio and basically uh, Silvio winds up uh, being a character on the show because by because of the the musician. He's like, well, I have an idea for a character. So David Chase is like, you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to do your character, but we're going to get rid of this oldies club that you want to do. We're going to get rid of that. We're going to make it a strip club instead. You're the owner of a strip club. <laughs> nice <laughs> so he got that's how we got in just nice made up character just a little yeah. fun fact
1: but yeah but, um we'll we'll do sons of anarchy after we finish up dexter because we want to sure. we want to get Dexter done well sons of anarchy i think will be our next show because that one that that's like we can do that one easily because we have all the episodes yeah um okay. this sh- this sh- again i just want to say how great that show is
0: uh how many i'm just wondering just for time like how many more do you have
1: I want to mention just a few more. Um, Lost was another one that changed NBC for how people binge the show. I didn't see it, so I can't really say my words on it, but I know that it's got, that had a big following for it. Um, uh, I think we mentioned criminal minds earlier um, on the last show. That's that I, I picked that one up later on that kind of changed the game for serial killer kind of shows. Um, about trying to like the trying to get in the mind of the criminal and stuff and while they catch him. So, um, Rizzoli and Isles was another good show on Hulu, and I think have all the episodes will be on HBO Max this weekend. Uh, if you like, um, like a Boston kind of PD department, well, like, I kind of like a cop show, but set in Boston with, uh, I think, uh, Angie Harmon is the main, uh, plays Rizzoli. Um, that when it actually, and yeah, it's, a, it's another great show. Um, um I, you talked about bones that i'm almost done with the show i binged that one starting last year i enjoyed it i think it's kind of cool um the idea um this the, the banner between booth and bones it's just kind of funny da, uh, david berenice and uh one of the uh emily Deschanel which ironically her si- long-lost sister um or cousin is put with uh zoe dish now showed up on the show i thought it was kind of funny um I think um, X Files again. The X Files was changed it for sci-fi shows because you don't have many sci-fi shows that go that long. Um, it's that's another fantastic show. I I, I need to finish binging all that. I, I haven't gone super far into that at all, but I know I've seen the movies. I, I know about Scully and Mulder. Great show. If you haven't seen the X Files, watch it. Um, and it actually has one episode that was it's banned. Because it dealt with a horror. I think it was like a kind of like a, a, a episode set in a whorehouse, kind of like a horror house, kind of like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So these two brothers are like very like tall, beefy characters, and Mulder and Scully has to investigate why they're killing. That episode has been banned because it's pretty brutal. Um, I think I've seen that episode. Um, for if you're Terminator fans, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, great show. Hated how they ended that. Fox did them dirty. I signed up for a petition to bring that show back because Lena, he- oh, Lena Headey, before she became Cersei, she was Sarah Connor, and she was badass in it. Um, And then, um, and of course, I gotta give credit to uh, 24. Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland. I love that show. Like, Kiefer Sutherland, he is the epitome of a badass. Like, like, I mean, I'm I'm currently trying to go through season four just to watch the seasons where he kills the most people. That's why I watched the 24th. I don't care about... I know there's going to be a mole inside CTU, um. but the interesting thing with the show is season one had problems airing because of, uh, it was about to come out right when 9-11 happened. So there's a lot of controversy with that. So that's why I think they pushed off the release date for it a little bit to kind of, like, ease the tension with it. But... Um, well, I think season four is when it really picks up in terms of Jack Bauer being an absolute badass. Um, Kiefer Sutherland, like I said, I mean the late, um, the late great uh, sportscaster um, Stuart Scott, he, uh, he got the SB for like for the Jimmy V Award for don't Add, for the Courage Award, um, and the guy that gave him that presented the award to Stuart Scott was Kiefer Sutherland, and Stuart Scott after receiving the award, dude. I just got an award from Jack Bauer. Twenty four is like my favorite show. Um, if you not I believe all the episodes are on Hulu. So if you haven't seen Twenty Four, you don't know what I'm talking about, watch it because this is what besides the Lost Boys, this is what really got Keith or Sutherland on TV as being the epitome of a badass. Um, so I have to give props to Twenty Four. I love that show. It's just seeing Jack Bauer just go on a rampage. And that's 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 why I watched it. And and i and it's just it's just satisfying um and then i think did you want to mention decks that go on dexter a little bit or not really we kind of talked about that a little bit
0: i think we can do that what i want to do is i want to focus on one more show for myself okay and then as far dexter goes i think we can probably might try and cover that on the after show if you want to do that
1: okay we can do that um you want to save it it, it's up to you okay um, I think the last show I have is a Netflix show, and it changed it for Marvel shows. Okay. Yeah.
0: I wanted to mention some Marvel shows, too. You know what? If you want to, we can do another one of these, because I've been having fun doing some more of these topics like this. You no, know, I think
1: the only ones I got left are Dexter and Daredevil.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm also going to put Punisher down on there, though, too, as yeah. far as things that changed the way we look at it. Because, you know... When you look at these Marvel shows on Netflix and everything, that was back when Daredevil first came on. Remember, that was like the everything now changed the whole entire atmosphere because of that. And if you remember, everybody was like, you know what? This would be better if it was Netflix. You know, you know what? Maybe this movie should actually be a TV series. You know who should do it? Netflix. Everything mm-hmm. during that time was Netflix should do this, Netflix should do that. And even I was guilty of that. I was even saying Netflix should do it. And, everything. and I wasn't even considering like Amazon Prime. I wasn't considering Hulu. I wasn't considering any other streaming service but Netflix. Because the way that they handled the Marvel characters with care, the way they understood the, who these characters were and everything, and the way they did things, made me think that Netflix was a good home for them at that time. Despite the uh, other stuff we actually got later on but the it was a good start and also too even with the Punisher se- uh, seasons though too with John Bernthal that yeah. was also that was fire I'm gonna be honest with you um but yeah Daredevil definitely a great show stunts were really great you even oh, forget, to be honest with you you even forget that Matt's even blind because of the stuff that he's doing
1: oh yeah and everything too but um, yeah Daredevil changed the game for hallway fight scenes hallway fight scenes like that for in the season one daredevil like did that one hallway fight scene that was great season two amped it up with with a little mix of lsd because it had that sequence where uh matt's taking on a bunch of bikers so you go fight in a hallway continue, and then like and also kind of changed it when it turns to the continuous shot the one the one shot camera angle like or the one the one shot thing that was all one shot, and the way the camera moved, it was down the stairs while Matt was fighting, um, and also, the prison fight scene in the hallway, where Jennifer Irfanel took out Goon's of Kingpin. Yep. That was violent, but it was satisfying, because it was so it was. good. And also, too, the violence wasn't
0: there for the sake of being violent. It was no. there for a purpose, and that's something that I really liked about it, too, was the fact that it was there to actually understand with the character and the development of the characters. It yeah. wasn't just there was just to just be no. glory or violent to be violent. No. So like, that's something I mean, else that I have to say I liked.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love the, I mean, Vincent D uh pin chopping the guy's head off the door. I never thought that was possible. But like I said, we got a great, like I'm, I screw you. Netflix for canceling this. I'm hoping Marvel MCU do something to fix Remy this because you have the rights now do something. Give dear, give us Daredevil because this was awesome. Season three, which is final season, even though the show ended, I thought it ended perfectly. And this chance that we're coming back, that had the best continue one shot, like yep. sequence, the prison sequence. That was like not just a fight; it was going through. You see this great uh, mob like mo- like prison breakout fight sequences where Matt's trying to get out. Like, that was, inc- like, each each season they increased the game in terms of one-shot, halt, like, fight sequences. I mean, the, the fight se- choreography was fantastic in this. And, like, season three was the best season of the show. Unfortunately, it was its final season. But it was so good. Like, I mean, I was so pissed that they canceled it. Um, Punisher, it, for me, I think for season one, took a little while for it to pick up. Um season two is better in term for me personally. I love season two better than season one. Um season one had some great moments, but season two was that um was better. But Daredevil, like that, like like I said, Netflix when they did Daredevil, that probably spiked Netflix's subscribers just to watch Daredevil. And yeah, Daredevil was just so good. Have you not seen Daredevil? I'm like oh, I like the Ben Affleck version. No, watch this. The, the, yeah, this I'm one makes Brad, this makes Brad, um, um, Ben Affleck look like a wuss compared to Harley Cox's Daredevil. <laughs> like, I mean, Ben Affleck would get his ass kicked, even though they're two of the same people. But and then, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a great that was a great show. Um, on Definitely. Netflix.
0: Okay, so wrapping up the Dare with the Netflix with Daredevil and stuff like that. Since we're on Netflix, I'm gonna go with Stranger Things mm-hmm. as well and that's the simple fact that the reason why i liked it was the fact that it was so different and original in a sense because it kind of actually reminds you of eight millimeter that movie mixed in with et mixed in with stephen king had that kind of flavor to it and this is actually before the whole entire hype train of stranger things this is before it became popular and something that we've seen in hot topic and all that other stuff. Right. So I got to see this back when I was kind of like underground in a sense before it became popular, because I remember a fan messaging us and he's like, have you seen stranger things? I said, no, I haven't seen it. Next thing I know, it, I fell in love with this show because it reminded me of my childhood. It reminded me of, of the fact that whenever I was a kid, I used to play Magic the Gathering with my friends and also play D&D. And we would be in there for hours just being total nerds, hanging out, doing that, those kind of things. And that's what made me fall in love with Stranger Things. And then also, too, it had that flavor of Stephen King in it. It had that in there with that horror aspect, that science fiction sci- thing. And also, too, the kids were something that was actually laughable about that you can relate to and stuff like that, too. This show, for me, is just great and good fun. It, it's like the Goonies, but mixed in with horror. <laughs> but still, it has a great I little know. 80s flavor to it.
1: I watched two episodes and I was like, nope.
0: Trust me, it does get better. I know that you might have thought that it was kind of boring because it t- starts off like at a slow pace.
1: I just but, wasn't interested in it, to be honest. You know. so that's, that's me. Like I my, right. my sister loved the show. Like I said, I just I watched a couple yeah. episodes and I'm like, eh. That wasn't for me. Like I wasn't into that Amazon Prime show, Hunters with uh with Al Pacino. I was like a couple uh, one one episodes in. I just like ugh, no, this is this is bad. I'm out. I'm out. So I mean, I don't think I'll get back into Stranger Things, but that that's me personally. Okay, I didn't mean to cut you off there.
0: No, 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 no. you're fine. Um, but yeah, that's gonna about everything that I wanted to cover as far as the shows go. Although I do like The Umbrella Academy. I like The Boys.
1: And everything too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the boys. Great show. Homelander. He's such a dick.
0: <laughs> yeah, and not only that. L- let me just go in and mention the boys real quick. Just to do this. Because I've been wanting to talk about the boys for a while. Never got around to doing it. But if you're going into the show. Thinking you're going to be rooting for the good guys. Forget that. You're, rooting, you're actually rooting for the villains. In this show. And then you also have a gay superhero. You also have. Other stuff that's being corrupted within this superhero universe, and they're also trying to pay off victims that were victimized with the superheroes, and makes you even more angry to where you want to root for these villains and everything too. You, this is perfect. This show is just glues you in for six episodes, and you're j- you cannot slow down from binging it because that's how good it is, even though it's only like a once a week show and everything, but still it makes you want to wait for more. makes you want to speculate, makes you want to uh, use your imagination because we used to have these once a week shows to where we could speculate and use our imaginations. I like a show. I like actually having once a week shows to where I can use my imagination and just geek out and have fun with it. And yeah, just like the Joker. Yep.
1: I mean, I got it the boys. This is so great. Like you, like I was, like I already knew. Like since I've seen trailers, I knew of the show. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm absolutely rooting for Carl Urban. Like I, I'm a huge Carl Urban fan. I thought he was great in Dread. Um, again, another movie you haven't seen Dread? Watch it. Um, you, you won't be disappointed. Anyway, he's great as Billy. Billy Butcher. Like I mean. I think the funniest, like, the, the, the scenes that made me, my, my my dad and I watched the season one, the scenes that made us cry laughing of how freaking stupid the deep was, the sequence in the truck with the dolphin.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that scene actually he made me laugh. The,
1: dolphin out and the dolphin's not wearing any, any seatbelts, and he's on, like, some sort of swing. Let's just say they, uh, a car stops in front of him, so uh, the deep has to push, um press the, the, press the brake. You can take a guess with your imagination what happens, but I think the funniest part was in season two. The whale. Yeah. The speedboat. Whale. Going right through
0: the whale. It's, it's just hilarious.
1: hilarious. And then and like you see the deep face like like he's shocked. Like, are they really like a, like I'm come on, you're a superhero. You should always expect them to go through something. <laughs> this, and he, like and their his face is dropped and he's so crying like he he gave it a name he's crying <laughs> with it to see all the guts and stuff of it I mean it's the show's violent um mm-hmm. there's a lot of like um, mm-hmm. if you love Homelander then something's wrong with you because Homelander's got he's very corrupt he's very self centered he doesn't care about humans and if you've seen season one you know what I'm talking about um he's very like. If it's all about me, it's like I'm, I'm Homelander, but I'm, I mean, the, leader. I'm yeah. the leader, but no, you're, you're rooting for the boys. Like, and then the only superhero that you actually root for is Starlight, um, yep. the, a, Annie, which um, I think I mentioned on our other podcast, if anybody's seen the movie, um, the, the watch Starlight is Vince Vaughn's daughter in that movie. So if you didn't know that now, you know. Where's the now, you know, sign from like, and I like think like the more, you now know, you know. From NBC, <laughs> where's that now, you know, but uh, yeah, I love the voice. Like, I mean, the exploding head sequence, like, oh my God, that's, that stuff is just like, it's so shocking and I can't wait for the new season. And I
0: yeah, they are. So that's going to be it for the show and everything, but guys, look, do us a favor. Seven days, our campaign is going to be ending with our T-shirts. And every Monday, me and Mike Perkins do a Mafia Talk Mondays kind of theme where we review Mafia movies. We talk about The Soprano, stuff like that. We actually have a Mafia Talks Movie Love Tonight T-shirt that's over there, part of our campaign. Go ahead and click the link below. It's part of Bonfire. The campaign is going to be ending in a couple of days. Go on ahead. Check that out before it's gone. But we might actually do another campaign later on to actually go back and do it again. But go on ahead, support us that way. If you guys want to, go on ahead and support us through the GoFundMe.com forward slash movieloverspodcast. Another way that you can actually follow us is at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Tonight on Facebook and on Instagram as well as on Pinterest. Then, of course, if you want to go ahead and get an audio-only podcast of this episode and many more of our episodes, just go on ahead and do it wherever you guys get your podcast from. I am running into a little bit of a problem with Apple Podcasts at the moment, but... They're working on the problem, trying to fix the problem. But try Spotify. Sp- try any other podcast like where you guys get your podcasts from. Also, too, if you guys want to, go on ahead and head over to com for all your needs and wants. And then, of course, go on ahead follow me on Twitter at movieloversunite, on stereo underneath uh, movieloversunite as well. And then, of course, if you guys want to reach out to me, if you guys are a sponsor, just go on ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And that's actually all the places that you can reach out to me. And, of course, guys, it's always been a pleasure to do this show. Thank you for supporting our show. Thank you for giving us a reason to do what we do. And, of course, always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And Bye-bye. guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too. Like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately